One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You are listening to the GAA Hour brought to you by Sports Joe and Shore. 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. Hello, folks. You're all very welcome to the show brought to you by Shore. 72-hour protection. Uh, it's All-Ireland Football Final Week. And uh, after all that, it's Dublin and Kerry again. And I'm delighted to say that uh, to preview and to talk the talk about the big game, myself and Lee Costello are joined by uh, Reen O'Neill. Reen, how's things? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, looking forward to the final this weekend. It should be a good game. Def- definitely should be. Um, Rain, you're you're a busy man. You came straight out of work down to us, an electrician. So you you know all about the hard graft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't ask too many advice with that. Me and hard graft, but yeah, listen, that's just the lane of work going in. Then I suppose it's not too common anymore to have people working on site. You know, playing G eights more everything. So they're going down the teaching route and that, and mm. getting their summers off. But uh, I like what I do, so I'm happy enough to keep it going. Not too many lads getting their hands dirty like yourself. But uh, is, it, is it tough going during the during the championship? Like when you're starting early like that? Oh, I could say I suppose I have a sound enough boss, and he soundly lets lets me off a few few days when I need to get away for training weekends or whatever, and he looks after me that way. There's me and the two Mackins on the team as well. There they do a bit of concreting, so. Uh, They'd be more hands-on than me, I'd say. So they'd be more tired than me. They'd be coming to train sunburnt to the, the death or whatever. So they'd be more fallout than me. Would you boys be looking at the teachers during the summer and thinking, we made, we made the wrong decision here sometimes? Yeah, but then we'd be looking at the bank balance then and, and I, I, I walks the other way, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, not, not too bad, not too bad. Um, so I suppose you'd obviously, you'd prefer to be playing on Sunday, but um, you're, you're, you're back with the club. Paul Herty had a video up with you. Uh, Bombing a free over from from fifty yards there at the weekend. Yeah, back with the club now. This this few weeks, I suppose we didn't want the year to end the way it did with Armagh, but that's that's the way it went. And you've no other choice but to get back in the horse. And we had a game there on Friday. We sort of had to win it, so it's back playing Friday, and we got over the line. Thankfully, mm, is that just uh, are you putting that down to technique now, or are you are you drawing a boot at one like that? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I could have talked to him freeze a million times and cross, you know what I mean? So I know 
I know what way the wind's going and how to kick it. So I wouldn't say it's bread and butter, but it's what you've practiced all your life. You know what I mean? Up, up in the field and cross. So once a once a free league tag comes, I've no hesitation to have a go at it. Does it help a lot when it is the the home pitch? Oh, it does. Yeah, either there, the ladder grounds have kicked. I don't know many frees in them. You go up on your own and you're kicking and messing about from out around there sometimes as well you know what I mean you've the confidence then once the free comes up from there that you're going to nail it over the bar yeah definitely um, like is it Ryan O'Donoghue who kind of talked to us he was saying that it's like it's not quantity is what is the way he he would look at his practice it's more kind of quality would you be the, the same way that way that you just take a small few yeah I'd be the same yeah maybe I've certain positions I take take them from I have nine different positions I'll take them from and then six positions around the 45 and I maybe do two or three sets of that at a time and try to get a few kicks in before and after training and uh, that's what I usually do there's no point going out and kicking the legs yourself in my view kicking what 200 odd balls you know mm-hmm. what I mean I sort of try to keep it to 40 or 50 shots and if your conversion rate is high with them then you're going to take that into a match How, how long would that take you? Like how long is one of them sessions? Uh, it depends uh Usually it would be about half an hour I'd spend, but then a few of the boys are there, you might end up hitting a few penalties or whatever yeah. after that. <laughs> Not that you'd think we were hitting penalties, but the way <laughs> we're going with Armagh. But yeah, if a few of the boys are there, it might last a bit longer. We just, me and Marshy, my brother, we go up, uh, we do a bit of free kick, free kick competition as well at times. It's nice to get a wee bit of competitiveness into it as well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have two younger brothers as well? Two younger brothers, yeah. One of them hung up the boots there last year and one of them's... Uh, one of them still playing for Dharma Miners there and he's minor across so hopefully he'll break on the crossing now at the end of the year and hopefully make a bit of an impact for us. Right, the other lad had uh, early retirement. He had early retirement, yeah. He he didn't have much heeding it. He'd just be looking at us going out to train and laughing, saying, what are you wasting all your time going out the door to train for? But sure, it is what it is. If he does, if he wants to pursue other things, you know what I mean? There's no pressure ever going to be put on him to get up into the field yeah definitely it's hard to believe that there's, there's one lad that doesn't but uh, fair play to him doing, doing his own thing um, how have you been since the the Monaghan match Is it, have you watched it back no I haven't watched it back no and I don't know if I could watch it back again been beating, been beating penalties again it's oh, it's, a, it's a hard one to take losing in penalties should I three times in the one year the quarter final last year also final obviously against Monaghan again like it's it's a bit of pill to swallow but I suppose we put ourselves in that position and also finally we were two points up and didn't see it out and then we were point up against Monon with team up and the ref gave them another attack or whatever and they got up the field and got a score, you know what I mean? Which I was it's a hard it's a it was a hard defeat to take because we felt we could have pushed on and into a semi final, you know, and we haven't been there yet, but Oh, it's been a tough few weeks, but you just got to get on with it then. Is it even harder to take when it's penalties and like you haven't actually been beaten in the match, or, or is it just is it weird kind of? Oh, it's it's definitely harder, yeah. You, when you haven't necessarily lost the match as such, you know what I mean. It comes down to, I suppose there is skill involved, but there's luck too involved with if a keeper goes the right way and in Gaelic or inevitably going to save the ball with the the size and nets you know what I mean in soccer if the keeper goes the right way they're probably it's 50-50 whether they get it or not so oh, it's, it's hard to take and oh, it's definitely it's hard a, to it's talk hard, about yeah it's just a sick model, you know, yeah. what, what do you think of the rule that it's the same five people it seems a bit strange so you five all go up yourselves and then you can't talk to the management again the rest of your teammates you're just sort of stranded there yeah well we we weren't even aware of that I, I wasn't even aware of that until 
about the four penalty came around and the fourth official, whoever it was, says you boys are gonna have to have to go again here if uh, if he scores this. And I goes, Jesus Christ! I thought uh, <laughs> I, I thought my job was done there, scoring one, but. Okay, I suppose maybe it should go on to another another new five, you know what I mean, and not have the same five people going continuously because it would have kept it just would have kept going on and on, you know what I mean, till someone missed. And uh, I suppose it's not fair having the pressure on the same five people for ten penalties or whatever it was. Yeah, it's a weird rule, isn't it? Mm, it is. I say it's hard to watch even when you're even when you've scored your own. You're probably watching through your hands, watching your teammates like. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're the boys you soldier with the whole year, you know what I mean? And some of your best friends are taking penalties and you'd be thinking the worst for them if the if they miss, you know what I mean? Like Caleb Comacy missed his penalty and uh, we we'd be from the same club and we travel together and all the train, you know what I mean? And it was tough to watch him miss the penalty at the end and then people obviously would try and blame him, but we know that that it wasn't his fault at all. You know what I mean? Because I seen Kieran Donaghy. I think there was a picture of him down the other end of the field, and he had his back turned to the whole thing. Yeah, I suppose at that stage there was nothing. There was nothing they could have done. You know what I mean? It was just it was just completely down to us. And I suppose having been there before, they just they were just uh, fearing the worst. I suppose at that stage. After a loss like that, like for the next week, two weeks, it's probably the only time you have off in the whole year. Like, is it? It's, it must be difficult when the only time you have off is a time that you're kind of depressed when that you're after losing. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, well, for the first few days we we did, we uh, didn't see outside much of four walls of a pub around for <laughs> around now. But uh, after that, you sort of have to get back to working, back to normality and stuff, and sort of just try to get on with it. But it is hard to take when everyone you meet wants to talk about the penalties and what happened is and what happened this and what happened that you know what I mean when the last thing you really want to do is talk about it yeah I suppose when you are like so close and I know you you, you don't want to be getting like moral victories or anything but it probably gives you the idea that you're you're, you're right there yeah I suppose we've known we've been we've been there since the league maybe last year when we we got a good few wins on our belt and then we went on a bit of a run in the championship and but I suppose now then Getting a run the championships not what we want to be doing. We want to be pushing on now to the to a semi final of an All Ireland and maybe on to a final. You know what I mean? So we're just we're just we were itching to get over that quarter final this year to see where we could go and ultimately we didn't get over it and it's another year left wondering what could have been. You know what I mean? Is it hard watching the semi finals then after when you're thinking you could be there? Yeah, it's hard watching. I suppose the Manning and Dublin game, especially knowing that. Um, Knowing that it could have been you playing in a packed Crow Park against the Dubsick, where else would you want to be? You know what I mean? And especially the way Monaghan put it up to him, and then you'd be thinking, what if that was us? We could have pushed on a bit more, but I suppose you're only torturing yourself. You keep keeping over that in your head. Did you go to it, or did you watch it at home? No, no, no. I did. I didn't go. I watched watched it at the house, Justin. Right. Would you watch it with the family, or what would the crack be? Or I actually, yeah. actually watched it one of the boys. He came over to the house, and me and him just watched it, and. Uh, yeah, we just watched it and there wasn't much talking done through it and in case in case Monon went on went on and won. Not that there was anything against Monon, but it's just a fact, you know, that Monon beat you and then if they had to go on and beat the dubs then they were an all in final, you know what I mean? How does the other brother get a good word in when he's not when you're all watching football and, and he's he's no interest? Oh yeah, he still has a bit of interest. He played the whole way up, but uh I've very rarely seen him sitting down watching the game. He just <laughs> He just patters off and does does his own thing, you know what I mean? Right. And is your dad? Your dad used to play obviously for Loud and Armagh. Yeah. Was he is he mad into watching football as well? Yeah, so. he he's mad into watching it. Sure, 
he thinks he's Joe Bradley or something watching on the game you know what I mean you can't you can't keep him quiet I think he, he was up at the match there the two semi-finals so uh, so he was in the house when we were watching it but yeah he's mad in the football and he's always be looking at things he used to manage Cross when Cross yeah. won uh, two All-Irelands in a row he was joint manager of that and uh, okay, he just always be keeping an eye out what we're doing and seeing where we can improve you know yeah Sure, all dads think they're experts, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Dads and mums, I think, they both think they're experts. The, t- the two of them yeah. in your house. Uh, there was no. You went to America last summer. You, you didn't bother with that this summer. No, uh, I think the deadline's actually was actually over. It ends the first of July or something. But yeah, I went over last year. Me and one other boy, Samara Connor Macken, went over the panels in uh, Chicago, and it was a it was a serious, really serious summer over there. It's just great, you know, to experience something different. You don't often get a chance to to sort of lax off in your training or whatever. And it was just nice to get away for the six or seven weeks that we were away and just experience something different and met great people over there that we were playing with from other counties and whatever. And the standard of football was very high as well and all the games were pretty entertaining as well. Well, just yeah. on, you were playing with Michael McTiernan and Connor Miller, I think. Yeah, but then the same team. So what's it like, you know, going up against people that you would be going hell or leather against, you know, through the Ulster Championship and stuff beforehand? Yeah, I suppose, I suppose it was weird, but once you talk to the boys once or twice, you know, like all, all that's put aside, and it's good to be playing with them boys instead of you know trying to trying to knock alongside of each other, playing against them. Like so, yeah, it was it was nice to play with boys from different county and learn learn a few things off them as well during during the time we were over there. Mm-hmm. Probably nice to get away from all the talk about penalty shootout as well, like in Armagh. Yeah, I think we were. I think we were bait on the Saturday, or wherever it was, and we were gone by next Tuesday. So we didn't didn't really have much time to hear much about what was being said about the game or whatever. We just sort of went on, and once we got over there, there's very little talk about it. Then you know what I mean? Yeah. Were you doing electrician work over there, or did you like that lined up, or just tip away? No, I worked in a warehouse with a boy from a boy from Ireland. I worked in his warehouse, just driving around the forklift and stuff. The, there wasn't a great deal of work done on me over there now, but uh, the real handyman. The real handyman. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, McGinney and Donahue, like working under them, would they have been lads that you, when you were growing up, that McGinney, I'd say, especially, would have been a hero of yours? Absolutely. Yeah, we grew up. Uh, I obviously grew up. Um, I were were top four during also finals all in semi-finals finals year after year you know what I mean and Geezer was obviously the leader of that team and everyone in RMS sort of looked up to him and still does you know what I mean so then they get the chance to work on them and learn off him and learn different different bits off Geezer it's it's unreal like just learn the sort of experience he has and and what he thinks he is as well, you know what I mean? He'll always drive you on and keep pushing you, which is a great thing. He'll not just let you sit in your comfort zone, you know what I mean? Yeah, like when lads like him are getting, say, criticism this year, is it, is it and you clearly like have so much respect for him and love like him him being in charge, like is it would that kind of thing annoy you like when, when the boys are getting given out about? Uh, well, I suppose it's sort of if they're giving out about it, it's sort of a reflection of how we're playing on the field, you know what I mean? So it sort of works it sort of works both ways that People are sort of having a pop at us as well, you know what I mean. And w- then we have to lift our game to to sort of to sort of try uh, quieting them critics down a bit, you know what I mean. But you're never going to make everyone happy, are you? And uh, I suppose we we did pl- we did put in a few good performances then. And but I suppose that I suppose now every team in Ireland sort of playing sort of a similar style of football, you know what I mean. And mm. I suppose in Armagh. Um, People just like to criticize, criticize more because geezer's been there a long time or whatever it is. I don't know. And people outside the county, I think, uh, 
look look to do the same with Kieser, but uh, he he had a full back in the whole year in in, uh, in the group, and we knew what we had to do. Because they were saying all sorts this year. They were saying that you knocked him out at one stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think that happened near the end of the league. I pulled me quad or whatever, and then and then apparently me and him were me and him were fighting, but. Uh, I think a later job would suit me than, than training out geezer out of thinking. It'd be fairly tough, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think be, he does MMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be laying the hip in the ground somewhere too. I'm just, just on that, I, I always find that really interesting because for some reason there's a real curiosity about you and an interest and rumours just circulate, WhatsApp groups, what these voice notes, it's bizarre really. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think that is? What do you think there's such a, maybe related Ash McConville and things like that too, a bit of a name, but other than that, like it's it's strange. Yeah, it is strange, I suppose. I, I don't know. It's, I suppose, over the league, there was two or three things, different WhatsApp things or whatever, but I don't know why it is. Maybe because I don't really talk in the media too much or whatever it is. People like to start getting the ball rolling about things. I, I don't really know, but I, I don't pass little to no remarks about it. Do you know what I mean? I just, if people want to talk, that's up to them. And I'll just do myself in the field at the end of the day. If you stay talking to us, you, you won't get any more yeah. rumours. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, will you go to the final Sunday? Yeah, I have two tickets for the final. I'll go up. Uh, I'll go up to the final. Yeah, me and one of the boys might go up, and it'll be a good day out, and hopefully it'll be a good match as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you, you, so you'll head with one of the boys. Like, do you, when you go to a match like that, like, are you just kind of sitting back enjoying it? Or are you looking out at players and seeing what they're kind of doing and things you can learn even about teams and stuff like that? Oh yeah, of course you'll take learns out, learns out of them games and watching some of the best forwards in, in Ireland, you know, Clifford and the likes of Khan and stuff and uh, watching what they're doing. But you can sit back and enjoy the game as well, like you know what I mean? You're not you're not playing and if you're too over focused and looking at certain players, etc., you won't enjoy the game. So I just like to sit back and enjoy it and soak up the atmosphere as well, you know what I mean? It'll be a great occasion on Sunday with Kerry and Dublin both both playing like it always is a uh, great occasion yeah there's something different about um, when it's Kerry in Dublin Lee I was only watching someone had the highlights up on Twitter of the 2019 game when they played and like the very first score you can hear the roar and I know like there was like there was a lot of noise there at the weekend in the Kilkenny Limerick game but when it's Dublin Kerry it just seems extra kind of mad yeah no it is definitely um, there's just so much history between the two and they're sort of seen as the two like powerhouses you know, off Gaelic football, whatever way you look at it. And it's a bit strange because this season was so open and just with the round robin and things and one team was up, the next was down. And then the next thing, you know, a team came back from nowhere and it's like, oh God, anyone can win this, but we've still ended up with Dublin and Kerry. But no one's really complaining. I haven't seen a final between the two since 2019. So that's enough of a break. But there's just so much narrative and curiosity around it because all the players coming back for Dublin. Kerry obviously won the last time, but Dublin dominated the decade before that. It, it's hard to tell where both teams are at. Which players would you be most looking forward to watching Reen between the two teams? Yeah, I suppose obviously the I suppose obviously Clifford you could you could watch him all day every day, you know what I mean? The stuff he does with the ball, especially when you play in a similar position, it's sorta of, it's scary what he can do with the ball and then I like watching Fenton as well. He just glides around the field so effortlessly, you know what I mean? And he the point taken he can take off off just just about two steps, he just sees into the ball and just clips it over the bar. And then like watching uh, McCarthy for Dublin as well. I think he's just uh, he's just a warrior, you know what I mean? He's never beaten no matter what. And I think uh, if any young player was to be looking on watching someone who you want to be when you grow up, it would definitely be James McCarthy. Just the way he plays the game, like I just just have so much admiration for the way he goes about his business. Yeah, he's hard as nails, isn't he? Yeah, oh, he's he's a tough man. Yeah, and he throws body and everything. Just 
just unreal just to watch him go about his business yeah. um, Am I right in saying that when you played Dublin last year in the league was that your first time playing in Crook Park? Yeah that was the first time yeah That's insane isn't it like thinking that you know well, all these like I suppose Dublin they playing in Leinster and things like that but so for, that was your first year in Division 1 and coming up against and that was like the Dublin team you know with that aura and stuff about them mm-hmm. um, but you beat them you know, like in, in Brugge, what, what was that match like in that experience coming up against like Fenton and McCarthy and the likes? Yeah, I suppose we sort of were building for that the whole whole way through preseason that one game, and we sort of seen the dubs maybe uh, maybe weren't for, at their full strength. You know what I mean? And we sort of targeted getting two points off them up there, and uh, the first the first uh, time playing in Crow Park, like obviously it was unreal, like the space you have inside and. We're letting the ball just move inside at will, and of course, when you're full forward and you're in there, and the ball's just coming one after the other, there's not really not much more you can ask for. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm glad you said that because you were full forward that day. You sort of shot the lights out. Crook Park definitely suits you, and mm. um, but since then your position sort of changed. Well, it does still change as you go from full forward, then you're roaming, you're in and around the middle, coming deep. You're making um, blocks against Cavan on the line. Yeah, yeah. on the, exactly. That's right. Um, but. You know, from the outside looking in, it's and we always say the same thing about Michael Murphy. It was sort of like, oh, they should just keep him near the goal. He's your most dangerous player. That's where he's at his most dangerous. But then, like when we talked to Jamie Clark, he actually said he prefers you out getting involved and passing it. You personally, what do you prefer playing? Like if you had a choice, um, I suppose the games changed that much. When I was younger, I sort of played more of a centre half role the whole way up through school and uh, through school and with the club and stuff. And then I played midfield sort of when I was minor and then I moved into, into more towards full forward. Obviously, I love playing in full forward when the ball's coming in one after the other, but in the modern game now, you might be lucky to get two or three balls and a half, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. inside, and you have to be so patient. And just the way we play with RMS, sometimes I need to come out the field and get my hands on ball and walk back, and I don't mind the tackling aspect. I like getting stuck in around the midfield as well and being an option for kickouts and stuff, so... I don't really mind wherever I'm asked to play. I'll just I'll just go and do my best wherever the team wants me. Yeah, I thought he might say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, just as you mentioned, there growing up like uh, in in Cross McLean, like when your when your dad was the manager in that, would you have been tagging along to trainings and was that how the kind of love for Gaelic football started? Yeah, we we very very rarely missed the uh, missed the train when we were growing up. Anytime he was going up to the field, me and Ashley would have been tagging along and in behind the goals kicking out ball night after night and any chance we got we'd be out in the field kicking about you know and obviously it was special times in cross then they were winning all Ireland's one after the other and you sort of felt you were a bit part of that because you were there every night you were going with the team to the matches you were you were on the field after the games and uh, I saw that's where our love for Gaelic really really kicked off Dad was full back was he? He was a full back centre half back yeah Right so would he been like a uh Good influence, like a big influence in your career, and like would he tell you how to how a centre back or a full back doesn't like to be marked? No, no, he wouldn't really say about that. But he'd just be trying to lecture about how to play forwards a few times, and we just have to tell him, you just stick to what you know, and we'll stick to what we know. You, know? <laughs> you were a full back for a reason, yeah, old exactly. man. <laughs> um, you mentioned um, James McCarthy there, and there was a quote from him. obviously like. He's so admirable, that kind of that hardness. I'd say he doesn't back down from Anathan, the man. But he'd quote in the paper this week, he said, the 2021 semi-final, uh, I was very disappointed with how he performed that day. That was the day against Mayo. And he said, um, you, you reflect and you go, that's not going to happen again. You have to be like that if you want to, if you want to play at the highest level. Like, I suppose the fact that he still has... Um, 
that appetite is another thing to admire. And Alan Brogan was was here with us, and he was saying that like if Dublin lose that, like it just James McCarthy be personally hurt, like when when they lose, like that's uh, is is that something you t- take from him as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I suppose he he hasn't experienced that many losses through his career. You know what I mean? But I suppose even the way he came back in last year's All Ireland semi final, and he was he was absolutely exceptional. You know, against Kerry and the the year before, he said it with Mayo. So. He already read that wrong then the following year and he's probably in running for player of the year this year, you know what I mean? Just shows his mentality that he he refused to say a day and any any chance he gets to improve, he's he's trying to do it like. Is that like something that you'd have in your own game that if if you're looking back in the game that you're thinking you'd be thinking about what you did wrong more so than what you did right? Oh absolutely. Even when you win games you still be thinking, I missed a free here or a free there or a shot here or could have walked back harder the next time and you just have to take all them learns, any any learn you can get, and try to make yourself better all the time. Mm. That that kind of mentality, just to James McCarthy, it sort of reminds me of Kier McGinney. Well, the way that people talk about him, he, he'd be sort of similar in that way. Um, and from the outside perception of, of McGinney is that he's like a real hard lane, you know, working hard is the main priority. But I read a lot too that his man management is what uh, makes him so successful. And like, he actually is so friendly with all the players. You know, what, what what's he like, you know, behind sort of what we can see in the media yeah, absolutely I suppose there's this perception in the media about him that he's he's just a stone cold figure you know yeah. what I mean but behind the scenes his man to man management with us there's nothing there's nothing he he couldn't do enough for you you know what I mean he wants to see us all do well off the field as well and and uh, he's up for a laugh and a bit of crack as well you know what I mean off the field and I suppose the management team we have all all bond well together and that shows then with us we're a tight knit group you know what I mean and they're a tight knit management team and I suppose we all we all get on the best. Like you mentioned, uh, how you like if you miss one that you'd be looking back at the one that you missed. Like in fairness, you haven't missed too many, but um, like the big freeze, the ones that are coming up in the closing stage of the games, is that something that you you kind of love the pressure or something like that? Um, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose there's been a few big ones now like that I've I've got, but you just have to trust what you've done before. You've kicked them freeze hundreds of times and. Obviously, opponents are sort of trying to get in your head before you're taking them, and then there's nothing, there's nothing nicer to see them go over the bar then and just, just shut them up for a few minutes. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's it's nice, like, but yeah, the the pressure, the, the pressure doesn't really affect me that much. Kicking them, you know what you've done, and you go through your routine, and once you make a good strike with the ball, then you're confident enough that it's going to go where you want it to go. You haven't brought out the John Cena celebration in a few years. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you have to score a goal to be able to do... Uh, you have to be yeah, scoring goals to be able to do celebrations. No, that's when I was a bit younger. Put it away for a while. And <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, uh, the, in the a few big, years. The big free that uh, springs to mind is obviously the one against Galway. Um, right at the death, to keep you in it. I think it, they took the game to extra time, didn't it? So, like, our man were out at that stage. This free kick was from, like, an unbelievable distance you set it down and like everything would tell you that you know it wasn't going to go over the bar but you never it never looked like you were in doubt and when it soared over I mean talk me through that is that just like another day to you or how how do you do something like that because it's insane yeah I suppose I suppose that free was a good bit out looking back but I just remember the wind in Crow Park sort of changed the suit kicking in off the right and this and I looked over and it says I'll, I'll chance this and have a go at it and I just went through my normal routine and calmed myself down with a few breaths and uh, as soon as I kicked it I knew that it was going to have a chance of going over I couldn't have struck it any better you know what I mean Did you see the footage of Ashley McConville? 
uh, celebrating in the studio afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seeing that he he enjoyed it as well. I think. I think it's just, just a pity we couldn't go on and finish the job then after. You know what I mean? You look kind of ice cold when you're hitting them freeze. Is that like a is that kind of a thing that you just you kind of try and put on that like right? I'm I'm relaxed here. Like, oh, not really. Just sort of go in your own wee world when you're taking them. You know what I mean? And sort of not like let anything get in your head, but. As soon as as soon as you it goes over the bar, you're not too ice cold anymore. After you're sort of doing anything you can. Yeah, like where did your routine just come from? Like something that you practiced, or is it something you kind of take a few short little steps before you're coming up to it, or is is that just something that was like comfortable to the way that you hit kick kicked about? Yeah, I never really know why why I've done that since I was young. That's just what I've done, and I've tried a few times to hit freeze without doing that. So the way other players might just walk up to the ball bagging and stuff, but. It, it doesn't really work for me and it's sort of um, I always go back to the same routine and it's something that works for me I don't really know why I do them short little steps but it seems to work so I'll it's mad because I've tried that as well the odd time the begging one and you're just kind of it's if you're playing golf but you're, you're trying to make it look easy like and then you kick the ball like 30 yards kind yeah of. yeah I know yeah Look, I suppose there's no real better striker of a ball in the game than begging you know what I mean he, just clips it over effortlessly from 45 yards and it's lovely to watch like I don't think there's a nicer kicker in the game to watch when he just sails it over through the post like probably not he's kind of like a golfer and uh, you're a bit of a golfer yourself okay I try my hand that time when you get out me and a few of the boys play there me and Jason Duffy would go out a fair bit and uh we take Roy Grigan with us he he likes to go in and gather our balls for us because he's not much use himself you know what I mean so You'd be hitting the balls out wide, would you? <laughs> well, you need about 20 out in the course for them. <laughs> do you do a little run-up before you hit the golf ball? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It probably, it kind of, it is a bit similar though to hitting a free, like when you're on the tee, like you kind of be, would you be getting into like a, a zone kind of like that? Oh, not really, I suppose. Uh, when we're out golfing, it's a bit of crack, like, you know what I mean? But and it does get very serious then after a while when you, when you can't hit a ball straight or something, but... Oh, it's nice to get out in the course and get your phone away for a few hours and sort of relax with the boys like 100% um, there was one thing uh, Daryl Shea had it in the paper um, this week that I wanted to ask you about and he was saying that what if he was um, in Kerry's position what he'd be doing is he'd be peppering Stephen Cluxon with high balls after the one he dropped I know he only dropped one uh, against Monaghan but he said that's what he'd be doing and it's something that you did a bit uh, last year against Galway was that like on purpose or did you just kind of decide I'm going to balloon a few up here and I think uh, sort of when we started letting high balls in against Galway sort of desperation yeah. stuff and then we seen that a few of them were working and sort of causing a bit of pandemonium back in their defence and sure, if you see that it's causing trouble, you may as well keep keep letting a few in. I suppose with Donaghy in the backroom team, uh, there's no better man to be saying you'd let a high ball in on top of the keeper. You know what I mean with his track record. But mm-hmm. um, I don't really know if Pepper and Stephen Cluxon with high balls is gonna mm-hmm. is gonna face him that much. He's been dealing with that his whole career, like you know what I mean. And I don't think uh, I don't think that's the best tactic to be on with against them. Would you just yeah. you, your on your tactic on the Galway game? You were obviously kicking it, but last year in general, Armagh were a much more kicking team. Where it, it looked that way, and then this year seemed a little bit more focused on the defensive side of things. And that's one of the things that led to the criticism. Even though you've really got probably further this year than last year, what what's your thinking behind that? Like, why did Armagh decide to change things? Um, I don't I don't really know if there's if there's that big of a change. Really, I suppose you sort of have to play 
play um, to suit suit your opponents. And sometimes, if we were going that sort of all out attack style, we're leaving ourselves open at the at the back. You know what I mean? It doesn't really work. So you're sort of trying to marry both together a wee bit. Maybe we were a wee bit more defensive and we didn't get as much ball forward. But I think in a few games, some of the football we played was unreal to watch in a few few different spells. Like and. I suppose when you're playing the game yourself, there's nothing more you want to do than be getting the ball and letting it go and letting the ball do the work. But it doesn't often lend itself to that all the time. You know what I mean? No, because I think Monaghan in particular, because that was probably the one game going into it. Because like Derry were obviously Ulster champions beforehand, so they were probably favourites going into that Ulster final. But Armagh were the favourites going into the Monaghan game. And I think the thinking was, if you guys have more firepower, then you know go for it a little bit more. Um, rather than play that sort of defensive thing, did, did it feel like it went that way? Did you mean to, do you know? Um, not really. I think my, every time Monaghan got the ball, they sort of took the stung or the took the sting completely out of the yeah. game. Every time they got it, and it sort of slowed us down and did a lot of men back. Every time we did get it back, so it was hard sort of to play that attack and brand of football all the time. And two teams then sort of ended up maybe cancelling each other out a bit, and it just came down to a bit of a bit of a shootout in the second half. Who could take their chances the most? And um, towards the end, then the game sort of opened up a bit, and there was a bit more free scoring football, but. I suppose both teams sort of cancelled each other out and it was hard sort of to get your get your own game going, you know. You definitely took your chance with that outside the boot. It went over the bar, probably thought it was going to win it and then they got the equaliser. And it's just weird because um, at the other end, they've got Conor McCa- McCa- McManus, <laughs> who's like the ultimate clutch player, you know, like when it comes to them moments, he wants the ball, get it to him and he'll step up. You're sort of that player for Armagh. So do you feel like in your head, you take more responsibility when the game's in that dire moment? You're like, yeah, give it to me, you know. Is, yeah. is that something you actively switch on right I'm going to be the person here to, to change this yeah well I suppose so one of my best chances is, is me shooting and if you if you have two or three good shooters in the field we're aware at that time of the fi- at that time of the game that you're looking to get one of your main shooters in the ball same way as Monon we're looking to get McManus in the ball so you're going to take that responsibility on your shoulders and you're going to back yourself to score when you get that you might get one chance you might get none so you have to be ready whenever the ball comes to you after a day like that, uh, extra time, and I think it was Aidan Falker went off. He was he had such a bad cramp; he was had to be lifted off. I'd say in the dressing room, like on top of being like devastated, you're all absolutely goosed as well. I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a long game, and especially in Crow Park, you know, it's a massive pitch, and you're knocking your shot, knocking your pan in for what was it, hundred odd minutes, and then there's penalties on top of that, and. Everything else, and it's just an emotional roller coaster as well as everything else. You're just completely drained, you know what I mean? So everything was just sort of in bits and the change rooms after just laying there, didn't know what to think, you know what I mean? Which makes it even worse, I suppose. You didn't have any cramps coming on in the game because there's honestly, when, when the game goes to extra time, I find you just be like, Wow, like it's it's because you're not you're not you're not really training for it, I suppose. You're thinking that we've seventy minutes coming here and you're gonna empty yourself and then you have to go again. Yeah. Oh, those definitely cramps. I don't think there was anyone left not cramping, but you just sort of have to push through it and the adrenaline sort of gets gets you over the lane, you know. You it's extra times generally one point either way, so you just have to make as many runs as you can and sort of do what you can for the team in them moments. I don't think I see I don't think Ethan Rafferty went down with a cramp, but he could be all the run he's doing for you. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan's Ethan's changed our game massively since he's been in the nets. He's like having an extra field player, you know. And the runs he goes on, he's not just he's just he's dummying people coming out of his own full back lane. He's charging up the field and and he's kicking scores as well. Like he's very accurate. Ethan is, and uh, 
we've no problem with him coming out the field at all like he's like an extra sort of quarterback for us he can set things up and make things happen for us yeah it must be great for you like when you say when you have the ball and you see this lad bombing up in your outside yeah exactly yeah you see him coming steam train passion he's not slow either you know what I mean but I suppose he just be well rested in, in at the back most of the game so he can go he can go on these big runs then he's someone to throw the dummy though as you said like yeah oh yeah he is yeah sure Ethan's played out the field for years yeah, and he's yeah. a he's deadly outfield player as well and when he gets on that left foot there's not too many he's not going to score like he's got an absolute boomer of a left foot on him and once you see him winding up you're just thinking have a go there because he usually will put it over the bar for you yeah he likes the outside of the foot just cut across it yeah he loves loves the outside of the boot fan please I think <laughs> I think he just be training with that one so. uh, traditionally keepers like in training uh, like beep test and fitness test and stuff you know they'd always be one of the first out but he's probably quite high up to the, in the GPS and stuff yeah he is yeah he, he just be covering big distances there but so as the keepers like to go in and take take kickouts now and stuff when there's when there's runs going on he's he's slipped a, he's slipped into that category now so yeah. he's, he's completely left out they feel like she's away and uh, the GKU now so as they call it <laughs> you could be away hitting freeze you could miss that no no definitely not I wouldn't get away with that not a chance <laughs> um, Ethan like like it's mad isn't it that the, the way it's gone um, that goalies are they have to be like that as well but like I think he is the most exciting out of any of them that I've seen that he just he goes forward he doesn't really jog forward he goes forward with such purpose like yeah well he's got no handbrake on him like he goes no. in with a full purpose whilst the other ones are sort of goalkeepers trying to you know bring back their like outfield sort of days like Niall Morgan and Rory Began always did it to like a degree but Morgan's like, good in fairness no Morgan too, yeah. is I still think Tyrone hold him back a little bit though like he doesn't he definitely yeah. doesn't come through the middle with all of the I think freedom you know that, that Ethan has but Ethan takes it like with both hands you know and, and some of the, the scores he's got this year and last year last year in particular like I remember him against Tyrone he was just he was unbelievable. No one had ever seen anything like that. I was like, this keeper's just, I think he's nailed two points in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy things. And obviously a Tyrone fan I was watching, I was like, well, we're not winning this game. <laughs> like the keepers just came up and destroyed us. So you're back again um, with Crosby Glen. You were three, you'd go to run last year up until the Bally Bay game. They kind of, they stunned you in that one, I'd say, just because you had such a good start, you got the goal and then they kind of came. Yeah, I suppose we started well and uh we got a black card then the start of the second half and they just sort of went into a bit of a purple patch and we couldn't we couldn't claw our way back into it. We missed chance after chance and just kept giving them momentum, you know what I mean? But we knew coming into the game that Balabay were no no bad side at all, no pushover. And that's the way it turned out and we weren't too happy with our performance and I suppose looking forward we're sort of trying to build on that and um, sort of not give teams that sort of run us and we wouldn't be sort of happy with how the year finished out so this year we've a big push on to try and to try and get back in Ulster and uh, hopefully go a bit further maybe Nice to get back in with the club like when you've been away kind of all year I'd say Yeah absolutely like some of your best friends are with the club and there's nothing better than going up to the field you know on a Tuesday and Thursday night and training up there like and it's nice for the club people as well to see you back because they're the ones obviously that moulded you into the sort of player you are, you know, and they'd be delighted to see you come back playing league games and sort of gets a few more people <coughs> up, up watching that they know a few of us are going to be back playing and stuff and it's great to see that and get a bit of buzz back into the town, you know. It's only after coming into my head there that we, about three or four years ago, we did a video at Cross McGlenn and I was interviewing your granny, uh, Margaret McConville, and she was talking about the nettle soup she used to give the players. Is she still at that? 
actually we still have uh, and a cream bun actually we still have tea and buns the night before or the Friday night before championship game that's still going on I don't think that tradition will ever will ever end yeah she, she'd just be up still doing that and she saw that she's a credit in what she does you know what I mean she's been there longer than anyone in the club probably and uh, it's just a wee tradition we have going in the club and it's 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 nice to keep it going you know yeah there was like there, there was a few other um, women with her as well and there seemed to be a great community kind of spirit up there in the club oh yeah I suppose there's a great community spirit in the whole across you know it's, the town doesn't really have it easy and never really has people like to sort of like to sort of throw stones uh, throw stones across and sort of any chance to get to like to sort of try to run the town down a bit but that just brings us and the town closer together and everyone in the town wants wants the best for each other and uh, it's I love the place and anyone that, that's there loves the place you know what I mean and it's very special to everyone that's in it Yeah she kind of was my abiding memory that I, we were talking about games from back in the day and she had like the encyclopedia of knowledge about the GA club like uh I'd say she's nearly like a just a, she nearly is Cross McGlen, I'd say like oh absolutely yeah when you, most people think of Cross McGlen, she's the first person that'll pop in your head you know and when we were younger we used to be up in our house and she'd have all the old all Ireland's on tape and we'd put them on and watch watch them game after game watch the all Ireland's and Armagh finals and everything and she'd be telling you what the next kick was going to be before <laughs> before it even come on the tape you know so oh, she's she's been there from the very start of it all and hopefully hopefully she'll be there for longer now is there a new kind of is there much young players coming up along with your your younger brother in class yeah there is there's a good wee minor team there and I suppose every year we sort of like to take three or four players through to the senior team from the minor team and if you're getting that every year then you're going to have fresh blood in the team every year and that's not a bad thing to keep boys on their toes you know and younger boys these days, I don't think they lack any any confidence when when they get in there. Maybe a few of them you can't you can't tell them what to do or they they don't like it too much. But I think that's just a new breed of player that coming. They, they have a lot of confidence in themselves, and that's great to see too. What well, one of the players, obviously a teammate of yours, Jimmy Clark, and friend of the show, we had him on a couple of times. Um, you would have grew up watching him actually. He'd been part of. He'd been the young star and all of those all Ireland or a fair few of those all Ireland winning teams. What's he like as a teammate, and what's it like playing with someone that you obviously probably looked up to growing up? Yeah, so it was my childhood growing up. I was watching Jamie, Jamie with Cross and our man. He was a breath of fresh air. Such as he just came on the scene. He just took took the took the game by storm, you know. And uh, then obviously I got to play with him for our man, play with him for Cross. I suppose maybe a few years ago the first time we got to play for each other with Cross, and now he's he's back this year, captain across, and we've a good relationship. You know what I mean? One of us usually plays in, and one of us usually plays out, and we know <coughs> we know sort of what way each other likes likes the ball in and stuff, and it's great to play with him because he can see things that other players mightn't mightn't even dream of seeing you know what I mean and he's just got that he's just that wee step ahead all the time you know mm-hmm. have you got into coaching any of the young lads in Cross I, I know was it Tony McEntee was coaching like the under 10s or something and Aaron Kernan was coaching a team as well I was in with Tony McEntee a few years ago both of us were coaching the under 15 team and haven't been back since you don't you don't really have much much time for much coaching now when you're when you were there, man, back with Cross, but it's definitely something I'd like to do going forward. You know what I mean? You like to give a bit back to the club and any way you can, even if it was one or two nights a week. You know, any chance you'd free, you'd like to help out in whatever way you could. So looking ahead to the final, um, like it was a bit like you were with Man and Dublin were tight with them for about sixty minutes, and then they kind of kicked on. 
uh, in the other semi-final it was the same Kerry were tight with Derry um, like who are you more impressed with in, in the semi-finals um, I suppose I suppose uh, the Dublin game they drove on in the last 10 minutes and I suppose Manon just ran out of that wee bit of steam I suppose and then Derry Derry will sort of be kicking themselves I think mm. they had they had Kerry on the ropes and they missed a few chances or whatever they didn't convert their chances and fair play to Kerry once they got up the field in the far end everyone their chances went over the bar you know what I mean it just shows how clinical they are and ruthless they are and you can't you can't give give them a sniff of the post or it'll be going over the bar so who are you um some people were saying that earlier on in the year the Kerry were a bit too reliant on um, O'Shea and on Clifford. Like, would you go along with that, or do you think that there's a lot of bullets to fire from from different angles? Awkward, I suppose if you've Clifford and O'Shea, why why wouldn't you be over reliant on them? Mm. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you get them the ball as much as you could? The two of them usually score upwards on ten points between them. That's some start before anyone else even chips into the team. You know. I wouldn't really buy into the whole that they're too over reliant on them. If you're if you have two marquee forwards in there, you're gonna give them the ball as much as you can, you know. But uh, I suppose Dublin have serious firepower up there as well with Con and uh, Paul Mannion, the likes. And I think it'll be a bit of a shootout the weekend, and both teams are gonna go go hell for leather. At it. Yeah, I think like the criticism was that it can be a bit like predictable that they're always looking for. Clifford but and people would say the same thing sometimes about Armada that they're always looking for you and especially in those um, late moments like when it, it's nearly kind of obvious maybe the same with Conor McManus with um, Monaghan but um, I suppose it, like is it is, is it tough when you're in that position and like there could be two or three lads looking at you Oh it is I suppose yeah but if two or three lads are maybe focused on you it leaves another two or three lads free in your team somewhere else you know what I mean so if teams like to focus on you and try to take you out of the game, you can just drift over the lane and maybe take two or three boys with you and then then someone else pops up with your score and you just have sort of we smile yourself and think that you're only after dragging two or three of them out of the way, you know what I mean? And someone else pops in with a score. Like it doesn't matter if you're scoring or assisting, you know what I mean? You're happy enough just as long as the team's scoring. Mm, and Clifford, like, is he a player that you'd watch a lot, trying to just been like trying to learn things off him, kinda? Oh, absolutely. I suppose he's in unique style of playing the game. You know what I mean. He's the the way he can get shots off and in a few few meters of space. It's absolutely serious. And I suppose anyone in Ireland, any forward in Ireland, would be looking at him, thinking what what they could learn off him. You know what I mean. And he's just a joy to watch. Anytime he goes out on the field, I think everyone in Ireland would pay money in to watch him any day. You know what I mean. The some of the stuff he does is it's absolutely frightening. Like, what do you think is like the thing that the best thing about? I suppose just the way he doesn't get phased, you know what I mean. There's there's attention coming in them from all angles, and and he's he's well fit to look after himself too. He gives as good as he gets, you know what I mean, with with defenders, and obviously that's nice to see for for a forward as well. He he's not he's not afraid to get get stuck in and let them know he's there as well, you know what I mean. And um, obviously his score taken under pressure, and Kerry really need him need them the last day. He just stood up and kicked three or four points in a row, and you're just thinking that's that's something else right there. Mm. You give as good as you get as a forward as well. I suppose sometimes, yeah, maybe I go for the edge at some sometimes, but uh, listen, I like playing playing that bit in the edge, and I suppose um, I, I don't like taking a step back, but you just have to rein yourself in maybe at times when sort of things are going too far. But I, I like that aspect of the game too, the physical stakes and. 
I enjoy enjoy that side of it. Enjoy the battle, I suppose, as well with lads. And then you have your you have your match, and then you shake hands at the end. It's kind of, you know, as long as it's not going over the line, that's kind of the what you want to do, like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're having a battle with a fullback all day long and he wins a few balls and you score a few points at the end of the game, you're just gonna shake hands with each other and that's it over over to the next game, you know. Yeah. Who, who was on you in the Derry game? Um, Chris McCaig was it, on me yeah. he was on you for the full because just obviously he was in the spotlight for um, Mark and Clifford and stuff Like, what, what was that battle like because you know he'd often be regarded as the best man marker maybe in the game yeah I suppose I sort of tried to take him out around the field a bit more you know and not isolate myself inside and was able to get a bit of joy that way but he's, he's a very sticky defender doesn't give you much space you know what I mean and he uh, he's he's great in the air, which would be one of my strengths as well, you know. And he beat me in a couple of balls in the air as well. But he's he's very difficult to mark, like. And I suppose you relish them challenges playing against uh, the best defenders in the game, testing yourself against them. Is that one of your favourite skills, the the high catch? Like, would you be telling the boys, like, if I'm inside, let the ball in high? Yeah, well, it's nice to see a few balls c- coming in every now and again. Like, I suppose nowadays in Gaelic football, there's not too many balls are just lumped away, you know. But if you put any bit of quality on it, you're you're looking to fight fight for the ball going inside, like, and that'd be one of my favorite things. Even growing up, I always loved high catching, and uh, I think it's a uh, it's a great skill of the game in general. Well, yeah. you, you sort of touched on you, Kieran Donaghy, and the the coaching staff. Like, surely he's mad for that because, like, his whole career, you know, all of his highlight reels are big balls coming in and him out muscling everybody yeah absolutely and especially when with me and Andrew inside Andrew Martin I think he's he's one of the best fielders in the game like his his leap's just insane how he's able to judge the flight of the ball you know and Donaghy would be telling us different things and different tactics inside about, and even boys out the field for them to get the ball in the, you know what sort of way for them to set it up to get it in not just be lumping ball in top of you aimlessly <coughs> Just to walk it out to the wing sort and play it in from there, which is which is beneficial to us because it's a lot handier for us to catch. But yeah, it's great to learn off Donaghy because you can learn so much. He's obviously been there and done so much with Kerry Lick and it's just great to learn off him. Well, what, one of the teams he did it against was Arma. Did he ever bang any crack out about that? Because Kieran McGinney would have played in that game, I think, in 2006. And uh, forget who the goalkeeper was. Was it Hardy? Yeah, Paul yeah, Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he was marking Francie that day. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he got much of a kick the first half, and then <laughs> and then he, and then the second half he scored the goal or whatever. But uh, yeah, we'd have a bit of slagging back and forth with him. But uh, Hockey's good crack. You can you can have a bit of crack with him. But anything is he an honorary Arma man? Oh, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's, he's loved up there, and we all have great time for him. Whatever he does in the future, you know what I mean. He's uh, he's definitely someone we've massive massive respect for. What would you be like on on match week? Just thinking of the boys that are playing the in the final this week. Like when you have a big game coming up, do you kind of just go about your business, working away, and kind of try and keep it as normal as you can, or 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 is it like would you kind of be getting a little bit tight and tense? I remember listening to or watching up for the match the other night. Um, Adrian Mullins' mother was on, and she was saying like. I think it was Anna Geary who was asking her how was all in the house like the two boys on the panel she's like oh he's very quiet not saying nothing to me this week yeah I, I suppose go, go about walkers normal that's a good thing about Delaney walking in you know you wouldn't really get too many people passing you'd be walking away on your own with a few other lads just and there'll be very little talk about the game and that's what I'd like you know what I mean just to be in your own own sort of bubble you know but I suppose the mother at home she'd be she'd be more nervous than what we'd be and she'd be fretting about the game or whatever but 
we sort of just I don't like to get too stressed out about it I just like to go on with my week as normal you know yeah um so uh, who is I asked this to Conor Whelan last week gave him the three uh, questions who is going to win the match who's going to be man of the match and who's going to be footballer of the year uh, I think Dublin's going to win the match Fenton man the match and Clifford footballer of the year okay Fenton man the match Clifford footballer of the year okay so uh, I'm, I was putting my neck out and I said that I think the final I think there's three men I would say is in the line for football of the year at the minute and I was saying uh, Clifford uh, Cormac Costello and James McCarthy and people are laughing at me when I'm saying Cormac Costello saying he, he, they don't think he's up there um, but I think he's been dubbed his best forward this year yeah he probably has he, he's been unbelievable and I think this is actually the first final that he's going to start given that he's won so many All-Irelands before but he's, I think he's always been coming off the bench in the end with that sort of great Dublin team so this is sort of his time, isn't it? Like, and I think, yeah, I could totally see him winning player of the year. Um, so, who is your winner, man? The match in football there. My winner. Uh, I I do think Dublin will win. I think the bench. I think it'll be a very tight game, and then Dublin will start springing from the bench. Your Jack McCaffrey's Dean Rocks, and what have you. Combascal, like as another player who's unbelievable this season. He was quiet in the semi final, so he's probably due a good one this time round. I'm going to give man of the match James McCarthy. I just can't see him letting it go, and player of the year because you know like the all-star politics like it's they usually give it to someone who wins so if but I do think probably David Clifford okay um so rest of the year Ian you're looking forward to the championship now with uh Cross McGlynn probably a few weeks away yeah yeah it's at the end of August now uh we're just getting a bit of training on the belt now the next few weeks and uh looking forward to get back at it with Cross you know there's nothing but football and cross really and that's what we live for down there and there's nothing better than when championship games start rolling around and you're meeting people in the town and all they want to talk about is football and it's nice to give them something something to look forward to in the in the dark winter as well you know what I mean get them out of the house so I'm really looking forward to getting back into it. Lovely stuff. Um, well, listen, uh, thanks a million to, to Reen for, for coming in with us uh, today. Really enjoyed the chat. And thanks to Lee. And thanks to our sponsors, Sure. 72-hour protection. Um, we're all looking forward to the uh, football final on, on Sunday. And we'll be back Monday for a review show. You've been listening to the GAA Hour. Brought to you by Sports Joe and Sure. 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down.